conglomerate. I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a conglomerate. Where did that word come from? More than five from? letters. More yeah, than five not, letters. That's, that's, that's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry. Yeah. So I can throw something out, and you can say, that's stupid, Kay. We have a severe case of collective ADD. I'm sorry to the listeners. Community and connection have been vitally important because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There are 15 of us in a tiny room. We have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping ministry leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Check, check, one, two. Is this microphone on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Uh, We are glad you have joined us again for uh, hopefully what will be another fantastic episode of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. My name is Chris Lynch. And I'm here once again with Caroline Wood, Kate Wolfinger, and Laura McLean. Say hello, ladies. Hello. I can't believe that not one of y'all said hello, ladies. Y'all missed a great um, opportunity there. Oh, I said, hey, hello, hello ladies. ladies. Thank you. Hello, ladies. A little late, but that's okay. Um, we are, we are uh, excited to be back with you all again. Hope you have had a chance by now to listen to our, to our first episode. I hope you uh, liked it so much that you shared it with all your friends on social media. Uh, we also hope that you have gone to our website, cultivategroup.org. I remembered it this time. Thank you. Yay, my re- so I glad did, you got I it. I did my research. Uh, by the way, it's cultivate is C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, uh, group.org. Uh, and we just had a blast last time. I thought we'd continue this week. Uh, really begin to talk about who we are uh, as a group, as Cultivate Group, and, and start walking through and sharing with you kind of what are at the core of who we want to be as a ministry. And so we're going to talk about the idea of fun today, um, which we don't, this is one of our core values because we do not know how to function. Uh, we put the fun in function. Yeah, you're right, exactly. And so, um, we wanted to play a little game. Hopefully, you got a little bit of a insight into who we are uh, last time. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to check out the introductions in the last podcast, do that. Uh, but we want to go a step further this time and play one of our favorite games. Uh, it's called Two Truths and a Lie, and you can play along at home. <laughs> it's like a, that's like a, I feel like Wink Martindale. You can play along at home. Um, uh, as you need we a need microphones. I know I need one. Oh wait, I have. See, look, I have a microphone. How about this? Hello. This no, is you need Martin the now. skinny. You need the skinny microphone. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. like the Bob Barker one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Bob Barker. One. <laughs> let's see how many. Let's see how many um like old game show hosts we can name. Yeah, Bob <laughs> Barker was on Price is Right. Wink Martindale was on yeah. everything, including my favorite Tic Tac Doe. Not Tic Tac Toe. Tic Tac Doe. I do not know that whammy. game. Do you remember the whammy? Oh yeah. That's oh, back no on now. The, Fresh your luck. Fresh your luck. luck. It's, it's back on now. I oh. know. I just like the fact that when I said tic tac doe, Laura looked like she was had no she had no clue what that was. I got nothing. Yeah, I could tell. I feel old again. <laughs> All right. Anyway. There's enough of an age gap there. There it yes, is. Yes, <laughs> there's plenty of an age gap. Um. <laughs> anyway, let's play true truths. The two truths. And that's hard to say. Two truths and a lie. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, I'll, go. I'll jump at once. All right, Kay's I'll go, first. I'll go. All right, okay. Kay, let's go. Let's see if we can figure out Kay's one lie. 
I can play the violin. My first concert was Kiss, and I was born in Sydney. You were born in Sydney? Mm-hmm. As in Australia? I was born in Sydney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's true. I'm going violin. I'm gonna go kiss. I think you're. I think you're more of like a Def Leppard first concert type person. I'm gonna go. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go kiss too. Ah, Lori knows me the best. I, I played the flute in piccolo, and um, I do love yes. Def Leppard. That's probably my favorite band, but that's not who I saw first. Laura, did you really know? Laura, did you really know she plays violin? Is that a complete guess? I don't play. But she doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Did you really know that? It was a whatever. No, I thought. Well, I know there's a Sydney, Ohio, so I thought Mm -hmm. that one's probably right. Uh, And then I, I feel like maybe I've heard that you went to Kiss for your first show. Before, but you know, once you not. said it, I remember that you played flute and piccolo because I think because Michelle played flute and piccolo as well. Yes. I think we talked You're about right. that in Charleston right. with Michelle and Michelle and I have and a Mike. lot in common. <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? I'll go. Yes, Caroline. Okay. This should be good. <laughs> here we- By the way, to let you all know, with some inside some some inside baseball stuff here, Caroline was actually prepared. I had to think mine up a few minutes ago before we started. So I'm a little curious, but this should, be, this should be really good. I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. Don't let me down here. Oh, I've got you. I've got you. So I have um, had brunch with Dolly Parton. Mm. I have been to six of the seven continents. And I have eaten zebra. Okay, I'm going to say zebra only because you were not in South Africa with Kay and I. We probably <laughs> yeah. did eat zebra. We probably did. Everything was beef. You asked, every, you asked what's this meat? Beef. We ate some weird uh-huh. stuff in South Africa. It's all beef. Uh-huh. And we had yeah. the same thing every day. I'm going to say you have not eaten zebra. I'm going to go Dolly Parton. I think Dolly Parton, too, because I think the other two are true. You people do not know me at all. Oh, oh is this the other eat? one? I have not been to six of the seven continents, but I have had brunch with Dolly Parton. And okay. when I was in Kenya, I went to the world famous carnivore restaurant where I ate zebra. What? Okay, Did it taste got, like I've chicken. Got, I've got lots of questions here. One, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. One, one. I want to know, like Laura, what did zebra taste like? It tastes like chicken. No, it tastes like beef. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know because we were in this restaurant and I I don't remember. It ta- I mean it was like a beef. It was like horse or yeah. All right. That's horse. I just stopped neighing a few little well, zebra. Is Chris, zebra a horse? Had or a mule zebra too. I think you probably did. Y'all don't I know what you, you had. That's, no, a, that's an absolute fact. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Now, it doesn't surprise me that you had brunch with Dolly Parton. That doesn't surprise me. That's my next But I want to know all about it. Yes. (laughs) So, some, in a former life, um, some board members of an organization I was a part of um, were close to, to Dolly. Okay, so actually, I was a VIP at opening day at Dollywood in Pigeon Forge one time. That is so fun. 
Okay, it so, was hilarious. So did you have brunch with like you and Dolly and 400 other people? No, it was me and Dolly and maybe 20 other people. Okay, that's cool. Wow. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 pictures and everything. You, me you, and Gary. And people thought I was somebody, y'all. It was hilarious. Caroline, you are somebody. Yeah, I was about, you are to Laura now. You just took about yeah. three. You just went about three rungs higher on the pool ladder. I mean, it's Laura. for real. Growing up in East Tennessee, Dolly is like Saint Dolly. I mean, we're not it, yes. No, it's like I mean, Dolly for the talking, COVID vaccine. Dolly Parton is the yes. Queen Elizabeth of Eastern Tennessee. You're well, not wrong. So you are not it's wrong. A, <laughs> It was probably more well liked. <laughs> All right, Laura, give me two truths and a lie, and then I'll finish this thing up and we can move okay. on. Okay. Well, funny enough, I had something about Dollywood in mind because here we are in East Tennessee. So, okay. So I've clogged on stage at Dollywood. I have visited seven countries, and I have a purple belt in karate. Seven countries? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's the seven countries. That's pretty specific. I think that it's, I think your lie is, you're a purple belt? I don't think you're a purple belt karate. I think it's seven countries because I think she's clogged. And I think, yep, yep, give it up, Laura. Come on. It's it's the purple belt and karate. Chris wins that one. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I finally got one right. I wasn't about to shoot an over. I got one right. Okay, so here we go. Mine are pretty, uh, this may be easy. I don't know. Um, all right, first off, um, I'm training for a 5K currently. I mean, not like currently because I'd be out of breath, but like, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm a 10 handicap in golf and I have never watched Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I don't really know what 10 handicap in golf means either, so there's also that. <laughs> Wait, what was the first one? I forgot already. I'm training for. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Remember the last episode or in our intro when I talk about our collective ADD? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was focused on the training. Training for a five for a five k, a ten handicap in golf, and I've never watched Seinfeld. I say the golf thing because I don't know what that means either. But you've had to watch Seinfeld. Otherwise, I, I think, don't know. I think it's Seinfeld. I am not a 10 handicap in golf. However, I have only watched about two episodes of Seinfeld. I'm just not oh, a yeah. huge Seinfeld fan. I never, I, this was weird to me. So It's anyway. pretty dry humor. Yeah. That's for sure. yeah. I'm like 10 handicap. That was the other one. I'm like 10 handicap. He can't so, say uh, that. Your bad. handicap in golf is basically, if you're, so if you're a 10 handicap, then you actually should shoot 10 over par. If you're a 14, you should shoot 14 over par. I'm more like a 17 mm-hmm. handicap. I'm no good. But... <laughs> That's what oh, it is. whatever. So I'm not. If you're a plus handicap, that means you shoot under par, which is kind of backwards, but that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. All right. That's your uh, great education for today on the golf world. Thanks for uh, indulging us in your moments of of, of craziness. Um, that, was, that was fun. I hope you all learned something. I know I did. And I'm still kind of. It's always a good way to start a meeting, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. even a, even a serious meeting. It is so, something yeah. fun. It's Absolutely. fun, which is a silky segue into what we're going to talk about today. Silky segue. You love it. You like that <laughs> silky segue. Uh, because today that's what we want to talk about is, is how is that one of our core values at Cultivate Group is the idea of fun. Um, I once heard Duffy Robbins say, I've had on this forever. This has probably been, I mean, Duffy Robbins has been doing youth ministry stuff like since 
since the disciples were learning how to do youth ministry. Um, <laughs> love you, Duffy. But Duffy once said, it's a, it's a sin to bore a kid. And so I think that's, uh, I've always kind of, it's always kind of stuck with me. And, and I think one way that you can not bore a kid is to, to make uh, ministry fun and, and be a fun person. And so uh, one of the things that we take pretty serious, can you take fun seriously? We take fun mm-hmm. seriously at the Cultivate Group. <laughs> Uh, it's really a part of kind of who we are. We want to kind of talk about um, why that's a core value for us at Cultivate Group, but also um, how how fun can can be can impact ministry on whatever level that that you find yourself. So, um, somebody tell us. Uh, I don't know who. Else, let's see, Laura. Why don't you tell us about what or anybody? I won't. I won't call Laura out. I don't want to stumble upon her and make her. She's not fun. Don't ask her. <laughs> Why, did, why Why? was it important for us to include fun as a core value at Cultivate Group? I will go, and everybody else can add on too. But um, so I think part of what has helped us to develop our friendship and relationship is that we do have fun together. When we would get together for quote unquote business meetings, I guess, there was always an element of fun. Um, <clears throat> back in the day, we, we have... We've had a really good friend named David Sparks, who um, we used to refer to as the minister of fun. Um, David passed away a few years ago, but he was a huge part of our group. And um, and he really made sure that we always had something fun. So our first gathering where we were all together in Lake Junaluska before Chris actually joined in the crew uh he made sure that that would be that would be bc before yes bc before chris yep 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 um so we had a cornhole tournament um as part of our meeting you know which some people are like oh i can tell you're really working hard at this cornhole tournament but we were (laughs) because fun is an important part and david would also always make sure that we got ice cream at some point when we were together because that was fun for david too but um and so that has been a, a huge part of who we are. And um like to think we carry on David's legacy a little bit with that and our fun. So, um, you know, I think anytime people are together and laughing and um, carrying on, then you can break down some walls, get to the root of things. And, um, you know, we've had some of our best conversations around the table playing Euchre that Kay taught us and, um, you know, having a great time, but then also getting into some other stuff. So yep. fun, fun's at the heart of it all. Yeah. It's one of those things I think that, that, that we don't, in, people can take ministry and people can take the church so stinking seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's refreshing for me when, uh, when folks are are in the church and they are, um, they're 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 having fun. I mean, sometimes you go into churches at eleven fifteen on a Sunday morning, and you look around. And it's like, God, these people are miserable. And and it's like, and I and I and I always go back to this thing that you know, that John ten ten says that God has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. And if this life's so stinking abundant, then we ought to be able to have some fun and and find some joy in it. And so that's kind of for me. Um, why it's why we made it a core value of it, the work we do, whether it's coaching or consulting or doing a podcast, you know, we want to always in, in, incorporate that element of fun and everything we do. Any other thoughts from the other two for the peanut gallery? Well, listen, I still have my 
trophy, my <laughs> second place trophy from that very cornhole tournament. <laughs> and awesome. so, I, so when I think about fun, it's and you know, Kay said earlier to start a meeting with something like we were doing. It also allows people to relax and it puts us all on an even playing field. You know, I mm -hmm. do some expert. I have a research project going on. I don't know if you all know this, but I have a research project going on. So sometimes when I need some more data, I will start a meeting and find out if people make their beds or not. Oh. Yes, because I think making your bed is not normal. <laughs> it's just not. Guess and what? So, my bed's made well, today. So of course we, it is. We have to ask then. So evidently, Caroline does not make her bed. Laura said she does not make her bed. Kate, no, I make my. Yeah, we do make. Our, oh, you make yours. Make my bed. Kate, yeah. you make so your I make bed? my. I do make my bed, but I do not make it immediately when I get out of it. I make oh, it not a immediately because my husband's still in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you should. So you guys all make your bed. So yep. I do, well, I would say I'm about 50-50. Some days I do, I'll, I'll make it on work days, but on weekends I won't. It's the weirdest thing. So I I, I make, I hope Michelle doesn't listen to this podcast. I make the bed <laughs> only because if I don't, Michelle will fuss at me because Michelle grew up in a home where you made your bed every day, except, except on your birthday. So I have nice. told y'all before, I think, and if you don't know this, my wife's family birthdays are like national holidays. Like I, I grew up it. in a family where on your birthday, my dad would slap me on the rear on the way and said, have a good day, son. Happy birthday. <laughs> and that was it. I might, I did get fried ice cream one year after a baseball game on my birthday at the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. That was cool. But like huh. the world stops in Michelle's family on, 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 on birthdays. So you don't make your bed. So right behind me, actually, you can see my bed. If you can see it, my bed's actually made. Um, but I would never do it if it wasn't for my wife. Anyway, that's Aww. pretty funny. Anything else? Kay, how about you? Why is fun a, a, a core value? I think that um, it's a way to break down barriers with people. Yeah. And so we can sit in a meeting all day and not really know each other. Um, and so, but if we go out to dinner and... Um, have some fun together a go axe throwing um then you know conversation's not going to be just around shop stuff yep. right it's it, mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about other things so um and euchre is a great we, way to we never i think i was for only, our midwest I, listeners i think i, think I know was what the, only one, the only one who had who had um actually played euchre when you introduced that game, I knew how to play it. I know. How did you know? Did um, you go to school with some? No. I, there, so <laughs> um, I was friends with a guy named Gerald Parton in, uh, in, in high school. And I would hang out with his family, oddly enough. They went to my church and they were his aunt, uh, Hannah. Hannah Cargill was from St. Louis, Missouri area. There you go. So they would play <laughs> exactly. It was from St. Louis. So I was looking <laughs> at our website, it's uh, cultivategroup.org, by the way. Um, and, and what we say <laughs> about fun and, and to get our, our uh, word for word, our value is this through exhibiting joy and passion that is contagious. Uh, as we work alongside our clients, we strive to experience the abundant life that, G that Jesus shared uh, about in John 10 10. I think that's so true that 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 joy and passion becomes contagious and and people, I think, are can be more 
you know, somebody mentioned, I think it was Kay said, um, or maybe it was Caroline. I don't remember. Somebody said something about um, uh, when we get together, we don't, you know, when we go to dinner, we're not always talking about shop stuff, not talking shop. You know, our, our, our problem is not, is never talking too much about shop. It's not talking enough about shop. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. having, I mean, it's like we're the exact opposite. So how, what are some tips or, or if, if somebody's listening and they're like, I would really like to um, incorporate fun in a ministry. I'm just not a fun person, um, which I'm sure we have no fun people. Uh, no, we have no non-fun, unfun. What's the opposite of fun? Anyway, you get the Boring. point. We have no, <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is fun. But if you were going to give someone some tips uh, for um, incorporating fun into the ministry, what, what would you say? So I, uh, when I was at the local church in ministry, um, I had a team of adults around me um, that volunteered. And we, twice a year, I would have them either over to my house or we would get together. Um, maybe it was a a Christmas gathering, or maybe it was a barbecue, um, or a cookout, actually, I said barbecue, but actually, uh-huh. in Ohio, we call it a cookout. Um, <clears throat> Wait, did you cook out hamburgers and hot dogs? That's a cookout. That's yes. a cookout. Okay. So yeah, make yeah. Sure we don't need to get on this road because no, no, right, that's a ahead. rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and, you know, do the cornhole, play the the euchre, or, you know, just be together. And so I think that it's important, uh, even when you look around um, who you're serving with or working with, you know, um, I think, too, church staff members need to do something other than just meeting together, go bowling when, you know, one week. Um, and because I think that's also where you build the trust, which is yep. needed for a team. So, yep. yeah, that's just a couple examples in my life. Who else? How how would you incorporate fun into ministry? I'll tell you how I wouldn't do it. You know what's <laughs> not not fun for me? What ropes courses? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no no no! And those are a big favorite among ministry people. But I despise nothing more than a ropes course. I don't want to have to all stand on this box and balance together. Laura, we did that one time. We did for our friend David. (laughs) We did for our friend David. And you and I had a lot of silent conversation, just Mm -hmm. looks between us. I'm with Mm -hmm. you. So you've got, and Mm -hmm. honestly, our value of fun relates back to ministry being relational you got to know people because what's fun for one person isn't fun for another it's like a joke if it's not funny to all of us it's not funny Mm. so you've got to you can test thresholds and find out what's fun teenagers might think it's fun to run through the church and break things that is not fun (laughs) (laughs) that is not fun or lock somebody lock a kid in the closet that's not fun you know, sometimes necessary you know. but no. <laughs> yes. well if the adults lock them in the closet that's different <laughs> okay. well, i did i did a duct tape night one night and one of the oh, final no. challenges was to duct tape a kid to the wall that was fun yeah oh did my the gosh, kids being duct taped to the wall did they i bet they volunteered oh, they for ended it. up it was it was yeah. the junior high boys that were like because oh, oh, yeah. i was going to take the senior football player and tape him to the wall i'd take too much tape so there's <laughs> a junior high boys moment. there's strategy <laughs> involved too 
Can you imagine trying to duct tape somebody like me to a wall? I mean, you, go, you better get you some double extra strength duct tape and a lot of it. That's the truth. But you know, Laura, you said a lot when you said uh, we did that for David. We got we did that ropes course. We got on that because we had established the relationship with him before. Or he had established that with us. And yeah, then he probably took us point. out for ice cream and made it okay. That's right. He made up for it somehow, I promise you. I know yeah. I, yep, I, I know absolutely. David enough know that, that you may have been miserable for a little while, but you weren't miserable <laughs> for a long time. You know, I think that's, that's something right. too is is look for little things. I think sometimes we think about fun, we had to think about so like I, I laugh at my 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 daughters as they're growing up, it's like, Oh my god, Anderson's so boring. And I'm like, There's nothing to do here, you know, and it's like they're looking for like the jump parks and the water parks and theme parks and all this stuff. Those are the cool things. And, and then you get to a certain point in life where you realize that, that, that fun doesn't have to be some kind of huge outlandish thing. It can be going to get ice cream, going to get coffee. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, going to the, going for a hike, going whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be some crazy huge thing. And so thinking about how can I, um, and I think too, just sometimes the way you talk to people, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you, know, you mm-hmm. making making a again going back to Caroline's point, making appropriate jokes that aren't going to offend anybody, but being light and always and all, here's the other thing too, is laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah. amen, and, brother. And never take mm-hmm. yourself so seriously that you can't laugh at yourself. And so, if you're going to lifetime of entertainment, right? Here. Right. <laughs> if you're going to be, if you're speaking to a group of, uh, if you're speaking at a at a church as a, in preaching a sermon, I mean, the best sermons are those where you laugh some, or or if you're, yeah. you're teaching kids, make fun of yourself. I have mm-hmm. this running joke that I always, at some point, I'll always say. I actually even said it when I spoke at my grandmother's funeral. Um, I always say you don't get this physique by dieting. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't get this physique by not eating or by eating gluten free or or vegan or whatever. You know, um, you know, but make fun of yourself, and and so I think that's it. Kind of it makes it okay to to laugh. So it connects to vulnerability. It makes people vulnerable. Yeah. It opens mm-hmm. the door to vulnerability yep. when you can laugh at yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, trust me, everybody else is laughing at me. I might as well jump in. Join <laughs> <laughs> in. So, so rapid fire, real quick, as rapid fire as we can make it. What's like the if in thinking about your time in, in in ministry? What's the what would you say was your best fun idea that you had in, in ministry? I just stumped everybody. Everybody's looking up like, oh, I got to think about this one. So I'm going to stall. I'll actually go first. Um, the, the, the funnest, the, the most fun. Can you say funnest? Is funnest a word? No. Okay. It the is most, now. The most fun yeah. thing that, that I think we ever did was uh, one year I had a buddy who shared this idea and we did a, a retreat, a summer camp retreat thing where um, it was called the the magical mystery tour and the kids had no idea where we're gonna go <clears throat> I had been at the I had been at the church long enough to build trust with the parents they trusted me not to do something out ridiculously stupid and so I planned this whole event <laughs> the only people in the new were my my adult volunteers and so um, we rented RVs and so we drove on our church buses to the mall of Georgia I sent the kids into the mall uh, to get supper and said, Hey, why don't y'all hang out a couple hours? We got a long drive while they, I left two of my adults at the mall with all the kids, me and the three of the other adults went and picked up the RVs we rented, brought them back to the mall. When they walked down, instead of getting on church buses, we got on RVs and we went and did RV trip for like five days. And so That's the awesome. parents knew nothing. When, when the parents got there and dropped their kids off, I gave them an envelope that had the entire itinerary where we're going to be and all that. 
Um, but man, we called it Road Rules. Remember the old MTV? Oh, movie? I loved Road Rules. And so we themed every every night was like a we, we did like a like a, a a road sign and made it into a lesson. Like about um, one was like uh, construction ahead. And by the time we're always being formed and shaped by God, um, you know, I, I forgot what the rest of them were. It was a lot of fun though, but it was one of those things. It's kind of risky. But it's like it, yeah. it 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 came off fantastic and was great. That's probably the best thing I did, the most fun thing I did in those times of youth ministry. The youth ministry uh, is the it's that fine line, right? Between yeah. fun and risk. Like uh-huh. you're dancing mm-hmm. that fine line all yep. through ministry. Absolutely. <laughs> Anybody else got one? I was gonna say, I mean, it was not the same, but we did mystery trips. We did we did a couple of big ones. Um when I was in a local church and it was, it was so fun. And, and part of it was knowing the kids, like, um, I mean, back in the day we had some big Reliant K fans. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we went to uh, Kings Island and they were doing their concert series and Reliant K was playing, you know, and, and so it was like, Oh, we're going to go to Kings Island. Oh, and while we're there, this is going to, you know, and so it was so fun. And, um, and then another time we went to Chicago and we went to see Wicked. Um, some of our kids oh. were super into it. And so each morning, the adults, we would go to, you know, their hotel rooms and hand them an itinerary for the day. And um. be like, what? No way. You know, anyway, it, that was super so, fun. But I also think that would never, like, I can't imagine, even if parents did know and trust me, I don't think they'd let it happen anymore. Yeah. You know, I was so, thinking I that to too. Like, Sorry, Kay. Uh, go ahead. This You said Reliant K. And I, they had one of my best, my favorite album titles of all time. Two lefts don't make a right, but three do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Kay, go ahead. Love it. Um, I, so I think um, mine was about a TV show too, Amazing Race. And uh, we came up with all these silly things for them to do. And then parents drove and parents got into it. Like there were almost <laughs> accidents in <Yeah. laughs> the Walmart parking lot. And you know, you did your your job when kids are getting kicked out of Walmart, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. But, or my other one, um, was, uh, we did a huge thing when, um, uh, what's the line, which in the wardrobe movie, um, Chronicles of Narnia. Thank you. My gosh. When it came out and we, um, transformed the fellowship hall into Narnia. And oh, in wow. order to do that, we did um, a smoke machine, you know, when they, because they came through like a wardrobe, <laughs> not thinking that that would make the fire alarm go off. Ooh, so, you um, know, you've had fun when either the police or the fire show up <laughs> at your church. But yes. I was thinking too, a ton of other things, like we did kidnaps and we did um, um, reenactment of like catacomb and, and the Romans coming, you know, like busting into a confirmation. But a lot of that would not work today. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, and so I think like what we said before is knowing the context and knowing your people. Um, because God forbid you don't want to fall flat on your face or get in trouble yeah. <laughs> or have parents mad at you, you know, so it's so important. So not to date myself, but we did, um, but I'm about to, so get ready. But, <laughs> okay. um, we did a, um, a weekend retreat themed around the movie of Forrest Gump. So we did mm-hmm. some serious mm-hmm. stuff, and then we had ping pong ball tournaments. And my favorite was the Dr. Pepper drinking contest. Yes. So, I did a lock-in like that. Yes. 
That's this, that's pretty much what it was. You have not lived until you've seen, uh, you know, a kid puking Dr. Pepper from a contest. <laughs> I mean, out there, no. Uh, oh. There's a lot of things. In, there's a lot of things in this world I would define as fun. Watching a kid puke Dr. Pepper <laughs> is not one of them. Belly laughed you know, until I couldn't. But you know I what was they say. Crying. They always say life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, I hope that's been helpful for you all as you think about uh, incorporating fun uh, into the life of your ministry. Uh, it was, once again, a great opportunity to gather together. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Laura, for your input. Uh, hey, and I'd love to hear if any of our listeners have, like, what has been the fun moment in ministry for you? We we love to share ideas. And yeah, so. absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll throw something on our social media account and ask you guys to share any fun ideas you've got um, in, the, in the coming weeks. And we would um, look forward to having that feedback. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group at C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.